where we're going to live life slow. <laughs> we all do good and justice did. And we were behaving like, like they're all too good. good. It was a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he said. You and OG, we're going to make some cash. Robbing old folks and making a dash. I did the job. The money came at ease. The one just couldn't stop it like he had a disease. He robbed another and another and a sister and a brother. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Hey! Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. We are a podcast that pairs amazing cocktails with amazing movies. I'm just making sure that this thing is working. One, you didn't tell we were going. Do you see there's something missing on this table right now? What's missing? Our drinks. We can get them. <laughs> My bad. I'm going to get them. Go ahead. I'm Zenobia, right. the bartender. And she's mad because I snuck up on her. But what's happening, everybody? Uh, public service announcement. We live in Los Angeles, and apparently people did not run out of fireworks yet. Nope. So there may be some bangs in the background. We apologize in advance, especially if Robin comes and jumps up on our laps and scratches the microphones. But how y'all doing? Hey. <laughs> you ready? You're so mad. I was like, yeah. And then I looked around. I was like, I'm missing something. <laughs> okay. This is my first look at the drink. And this looks pretty awesome. I'm not even done with it yet. What? There's more? This, my friends, is called the shark bite. Yes. And so here's what's in the shark bite. We have three-fourths ounce spiced rum. Spiced rum. Three got that captain. You got that handle. I got a handle. I feel like this summer is a summer we're going to need a handle of Captain Morgan spiced mm-hmm. rum. So um, three-fourths ounce of light rum, which we had last week. That was good. Mm-hmm. Dude, can I just say last week's drink was <laughs> fucking good. It was so good. Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> I can't wait. That's all I, I, I want to make it again. It was Really good. Please, you guys. Top go out, three for sure. Go out there. Hot day. Make this. And you and your friends sit down. Uh-huh. And you guys will never get back Everybody, up. Everybody, <laughs> every 4th of July. The red, white, and booze. And slushy. booze. Yes. So damn good. I think the shark bike's going to be good. It sounds good. All right. So we have one ounce, a half an ounce of blue carousel. Blue carousel. Gives it that blue uh, ocean look. Yeah. And you're going to do half an ounce of the sweet and sour mix. And then you're going to shake all of that into a shaker, mm-hmm. put in a rocks glass with some ice, and then you're going to drop three drops of grenadine through to make the blood. I see what you did there. Oh, da-dum. Oh, my God. And that, my friends, is... The shark bite. That's awesome. Also, you guys, motherfucking Smashy's in the motherfucking Smashy building. Smashy is in the building. Burr, burr, burr. So come get your drink, girl. Baby, I'm trying to get... I'm sitting in front of the AC. <laughs> yeah, we turn on the AC, but hopefully it does not disrupt. Ew. I'm going to do some audio technician yes, shit and clean up how, this sound. That's how blue the ocean is in the, in the Caribbean. In the Caribbean, yes. yes. So here we go. Cheers. Cheers, you guys. Shark Happy bite. Boy. Happy boy. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. That's really good. Ooh. That's good. <laughs> That's really good. I like it. Ooh, That's real good. Good job. Can we tell the people what movie we're doing yet? I think they kind of guessed. Go ahead, tell them. Our it's your movie. It's your favorite director. It is my favorite director. One of my favorite directors. I did last week. Go and ahead. I styled my hair just for the occasion. Y'all like it? I'm set for beach weather today yeah, in my swimsuit. As hell outside. We're doing Jaws, people. Yep. Obviously. Dun-dum. We got a Dun-dum. shark bite. This is. Awesome. Dun-dum, 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 dun-dum. 
Happy summertime. 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 Okay, so that is the shark bite. You like it? I like it. It has that blue carousel, orange citrus place with the sweet and sour mix. The rum always makes it taste good, and that grenadine gets a little more sugar. I'm loving it. Yeah, it's tasty. And it looks really pretty. It does. I wonder, I'm almost curious how this might, if it would be good blended, and then drop in the uh, blood. Hmm. Possibly. Maybe next year when we do Jaws (laughs) 2. When we do Jaws 2. We're going to (laughs) try. We haven't done a sequel so before. <laughs> That's true. We got one coming up in October. Can I tell you? Yes, we do. Yeah. Can I tell you a fun fact, though? Mm. Um, before we get into this drink? Sure. Jaws 2 was the highest grossing uh, sequel to a movie until Godfather 2. Nice. So a little fun fact for you. Fun fact. <laughs> so are you ready for a little bit of hell story? Yeah, we get. Some, I love your health stories. We're getting some health stories here, so everybody. I like being healthy. Grab your rum and let's get ready. So the health story of rum is that if you take like 1.5 ounces, so it's like an ounce and a half of mm-hmm. rum, it can reduce anxiety and help you have a solid night's sleep. Sedative. Mm-hmm. So rum also helps prevent the common cold. I'm a rum person, so this is. I like rum. I'm. I would say I'm a rum person. If I if anyone was like, what's your favorite spirit? It's rum. I know Smashies is whiskey. What's yours? Is your whiskey too? Uh, not necessarily. It could be rum. I like whiskey. I like rum. I like tequila. That's in your bones. Yeah. <laughs> I like that yak. <laughs> um, this show has opened my eyes up to different spirits because I yeah. used to just be like, I don't care. I Long like gin. Gin's pretty good. Vodka does not agree with any of us. Vodka does not. Uh, vodka is mm, whatever. Gin doesn't agree However, with me. However, Grey Goose, if y'all want to give us a call. Get your girl loose. We will answer. <laughs> Gotta get your girl loose. All right. So um, Yeah, rum might be my first choice. Rum is my first choice. And I also like it because it's sweet and you can mix it with any fruit. I, I love, was going to say. I love fruit. That's the part that I like about it. Yeah. It's a mixed drink liquor it is and you can take a shot of rum i mean we yeah. could take a shot of rum my right? favorite drinks are the ones with umbrellas you know you and know i haven't, I haven't even put yeah, an umbrella in an umbrella not in one so drink long. all right so um rum talk to me okay so rum can help prevent osteoporosis really yes lubricates your joints mm-hmm. and it can help with arthritis i also heard it's good for your bones as well all right that's good so i'm gonna get some rum for my mom yeah Apparently. I got something for you when you become a big ninja star and you're all jumping off of buildings and doing your own stuff like Tom Cruise. That was one project. And you you know a lot of your projects are going to be like, that's I'm, just you. In, in his own life, he just does athletic shit all the time. But the next time you're sore. But I want to like play like a baseball player or something you can. like that. That'd and be... your muscles might get sore on that. You never know. Dude. So Charlie um, Sheen's did when he was a pitcher for see? Major League. See? Fun fact on a movie we're not doing today. Fun fact. <laughs> so when you have a muscle pains, mm. take a shot of rum. It's going to help release the tension and the toxins in your muscles. Like soreness? Yes. No muscle pain. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw that one and I wrote it down just for you. So Good to know. Rum acts as a blood thinner and it can reduce heart attacks. Okay. So also, if it being a blood thinner, it probably helps you with menstrual cramps. Ladies, I'm talking to you out there. 
Shot of rum. Shot when of you're rum. On that time. When it's that time, might help you with your cramps. I'm gonna try it and I'll report back next rum drink. Babe. So, <laughs> yeah, next time you're having a really bad one, take a shot of rum. See what shot happens. of rum and a mix CD. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. It's a blood thinner, so that that sounds like it'd be perfect right up that alley. Dude, we were watching that mo- Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman movie, and now she's like, "You gonna make me a mix CD?" <laughs> I keep bleeding. I keep, keep bleeding. <laughs> we have to do that one now since we did the other one. I know, right? Okay, so it is said, now don't quote me on this, but I saw it on two different websites, so who knows? Okay. That it can help prevent cancer. I don't know. I I, I like rum, so... Alcohol kills germs yeah. and a number of things. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if I agree with because it's got a lot of sugar in it. It is made from the sugar cane. We talked about this, yeah. you guys. But maybe it's more natural. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I said I heard. I'm mm-hmm. not going to throw that one out of as facts. Yeah. But it can also reduce your risk of gallstones. So if you're out there, you got some gallstones, take some rum, I guess. All right. And drink water. Drink. <laughs> Just drink water, people. <laughs> Just drink water. You see, I always have my glass of water with our alcohol. Literally, there is. I can't. Like, get in my car and drive off if there's not water in my car. Yeah. Because I'm constantly just like, if I'm in my car, I'm drinking something. Mm-hmm. And it's usually water. So, um, this is another one that I heard. I hope it's true because I drink rum. Okay. So, it can help calm sort of some mental conditions out there. I don't know what kind. It just said some. So, it must have something to do with your... Inflammation up here. In the chemical sort of imbalance and stuff. So, that would be like cases of like autism and like i think that it may be with something close to depression because i did also read that rum is really good social drink that makes you more lively and happy okay so maybe that's what antidepressant Mm -hmm. okay a lot of a lot of uh alcohols are depressants yes true maybe the captain is on to something and lastly this is not a health story but a delicious story. Um, <laughs> it is great for cakes, ice cream, and baked goods, you guys. Fuck yeah. So next time you you get your kids together and you're talking about making some ice cream out of the ice cream machine. I don't know. I used to do that as a kid. No, you never had an ice cream maker? Hell no. You put like the salt rocks in it and it gets really cold. Really? You pour like the milk and the cream or whatever in there. And then it like gets it really cold and makes ice cream. Nice. Next time you do that, make some with your kids, and as soon as they get their scoop, you throw some rum in there and roll that shit around. Yeah. <laughs> and that is my hell story on I like, rum. I like it. And there was a lot more, so there might be another history on this one. You started with gin, and I was like, oh, damn, I got to drink gin more. But then you did the tequila one. I was like, oh, shit, I got to drink tequila more. It depends on what's wrong with you. I got to keep drinking. Yeah. If I want to stay healthy. It depends on what's wrong with you. I mean, Jack, it uh, I mean, so you're talking about... Muscle pains and joints, so I mean, shit. This one might be the one for you. Mm-hmm. And it helps the you. The body c- knows what it wants. Yes. Yeah. Tequila, when you want to go to sleep. Like, I know this one said that it, yeah. it helps, but I think tequila would probably help even more because it opens up your, like, blood vessels. Put you out. And it'll put you out on your mm-hmm. ass. So. You want to live forever, drink gin. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I also heard, like, one of the oldest men in Mexico drank tequila every day for, like, 80 years. And he lived to be like a hundred something. So fuck. <laughs> there's that. I don't okay. Know. I want to be those people person who's like drink champagne every day and you'll live to be a thousand. I don't know That's about me. champagne. I don't know. But next time we do it, I'm gonna find some hell street on that shit on for you. Champagne. Okay. Mm-hmm. What would we do? Uh, maybe first wives club. 
Because they, yes, don't they pop they a bottle? They do, and they put the rings in it. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. All right. All right. Any, so, any excuse to talk about my girl, Diane yes. Keaton? And my girl, Goldie Hong. <laughs> and my mom's girl, Bette Midler. Bette Midler. <laughs> then my mom loves her, too. Okay. <clears throat> so we doing Jaws, y'all. We're doing Jaws. You want me to hit you with the stats? Yes. Can I just say, this movie was made in 1975, damn near 50 years ago. Watched it a number of times this week. Still a great fucking movie. It, it holds up. It really does. So good. It really does hold up. <laughs> to you filmmakers out there, it's not about your equipment. It's not about your budget. It's about... Your story. Make a good fucking story and it'll last forever. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I've seen so many bad movies recently and getting jaded. Don't. I know. I got to stop watching certain movies. Just watch what we tell you guys. Recommend. <laughs> <laughs> We're telling you they're already good. Okay. So here's the stats. Okay. So June 20th, 1975, like you said, this movie dropped. Budget. Seven million dollars. Seven million? That's it? Today's money? Thirty-three million. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that that makes sense. It made money and it made sense. Okay? Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah, so, it made money. In nineteen seventy five it made four hundred and seventy million dollars. And in today's money, eh. that's over two billion dollars. Damn. <laughs> billion dollars over that it was a long ass number i know i mean got think of it i mean seven million dollars nowadays is nothing as far as making movies is concerned that's imagine like, ooh, that's a cheap movie how much did uh get out make that's the equivalent i think it was like seven wasn't it like five or seven? Oh no 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 uh it cost four. Oh, it only cost four. it cost okay. four to make but how much did it gross I can't remember. A, a tons. We have to do that. Money. That's the equivalent. So this movie made that much money yeah. way back then. Yep. So you ready for the Rotten Tomatoes? Maybe. Critics, ninety-seven percent. Holy shit. Audience, ninety percent. Okay. As usual, I'm more with the audience. Zenobia, ninety-five percent. Yeah. You it's, like it that much? I do. All right. Because Solid A. It's it. Scared me as a child. Mm -hmm. I remember we went on a cruise when I was in the second grade. And we went to the Bahamas for a week on a cruise. And it was my first time like out at sea. And I guess it was pre before me knowing about Titanic. Because that probably would be what I would be panicking about. Mm -hmm. But literally I thought that there was going to be a shark that was going to ram our ship. And sink I'm, us down. <laughs> I still don't go in the water. <laughs> I'm not scared anymore. But I get about knee high. That's it. Dang, really? Yeah. Dang. For the most part, because of this movie, Ashley, to a degree, yeah, to a degree. This movie I don't go in me. because I know that there's things I can't see in that water. I feel like Shark Week has made me more scared and less scared at the same time. I don't mm. know how that is. I feel educated and I know my risks. Like okay. that's what that's how I feel. Like if you get bitten by a shark, you're most likely not going to get completely eaten uh -huh. you're going to get bitten it's going to realize that you're human and it's not going to want you and it's going to go away and if you die you mostly you're going to die from blood loss mm. because we couldn't get you there to the hospital in time i still don't see the <laughs> no i'm just saying like in this movie it's like you know the shark eats a whole body sure and like i mean goes off they say it's a 25 foot shark that's a 20 footer 25 three tons on them. <laughs> 
you know, yeah. the bite radius is like this. Those sharks you don't see in the ocean ever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a oceanographer or whatever it is. That's what I'm telling you to watch Shark Week, bitch. I ain't got time for that. I got an episode of the podcast we got to do next week. Damn. <laughs> and Stranger Things dropped. Stranger Things dropped today. Yeah, we're going to so have happy. to binge okay. that shit. All right. Let's hurry up so we can go watch Stranger Things. <laughs> so, um, are you ready? Yes. For the completely made up drinking game. You ready? You're editing this one, so you got to figure out how to figure put out the jingle some, in there. Some cool jingle. <laughs> if you guys noticed, Jason surprised me with a cool jingle last week for my drinking game. I did that Michael Jackson dubbing. I put her voice like three or four <laughs> times and then changed it, made her sound like a chipmunk. I'm going to figure out. I'm going to find some cool way to do it. I'm going to do it okay. tomorrow off. So that's like my whole idea is just to figure out that. <laughs> All right. So you take one stamp when the shark kills someone. Mm. It doesn't do it too, too often. Not too often. But. There's other simps in this movie, though. So yes. that's that's good that you're taking a simp with that one. I mean, we've already had three incidents. Two people killed inside of a week, and it's going to happen again. It happened before. So you take a simp when Quince says some crazy fisherman shit. Nice. Like, never trust a bow-legged woman or something like that. What's he Here's saying? to... Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. That's what it is. Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. You know women. he's being a pervert right there, right? I, I, I don't know. He's just a gross fisherman. I just he's talking about women whose legs spread open a little bit wider so that he can swim in between. Ew. Quince, you old ass He's an old pervert. That's all it is. He's being a pervert. I don't like that. That's why I put it on there. I was like, this fool, he says a lot of shit. He's d- d- swimming with bow-legged women. Fucking douche. <laughs> okay, so you take one simp when the orca is seen on the side of the ship. Oh, okay. The name I was like, orca. Okay. It's seen on the... Because that's the name of uh, his ship. Yes. You take one simp when somebody is smoking. Do not smoke in here. Thank you very much. Nice. Which happens a lot. Do not smoke in here. (laughs) (laughs) Richard. (laughs) Um, You take a stamp every time the shark gets shot and the yellow barrels get stuck to them. Ah, so every time it's harpooned with a barrel? Harpooned with the barrel. Gotcha. Which is scary when you see it come up out of the water. You're like, oh shit. Seriously. Attach the end of this line to the first keg. Gotta get a good shot at that porker's head. We're gonna need a bigger boat. I love when they surprise... Robert Shaw, Quince, the, yes. the captain, is like, you can't stay down there with three. Oh, fuck if he can't. <laughs> you take one simp when the mayor makes a wrong decision, like closing the beach. <sighs> Doesn't. Mu- for Christ's sake, tomorrow's the 4th of July, and we will be open for business. It's going to be one of the best summers we've ever had. Where he doesn't want to close the beach. Worried about your money. Get the I, hell out of here. I totally understand it. Being a seasonal city that only gets people three, four months out of the year, mm-hmm. I get that that's your money. But your people's lives are at risk, and y'all can just go poor for one year, yeah. and people will be back next year. Exactly. <laughs> you know? You think they're going to come back after... It- Think about that shit, man. Mm. How many people? Like four or five people got eaten? I mean, a baby got killed, and they could have stopped that one by closing the beach. The boy. the little Oh, boy. okay. I thought you meant like an infant. Okay, I got you. It's just like, you don't want to think about something like that. Mm-hmm. And then be like, oh, that seems like a nice place to go next summer. Yeah. Close the beach and save the rest of your summers. Yeah, exactly. So you take one simp when you hear the Jaws song. Duh-duh. 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 
famous, famous, very, very song. famous. Two beats, you got a villain. Yes. Uh, you take one simp when they share their scars. For every scar mm. that they share. Drink your leg, I'll drink to your leg. Okay, so we drink our legs. <laughs> we're gonna like drink, that. I'm gonna drink to your leg. The creme you, de la creme. You drink to my, we're gonna drink to our legs. Right here. I can't see it, you're wearing a sweater. Mary Ellen Moffat. She broke, she broke my, my heart. heart. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, you take a simp when Hooper, when he takes a drink. I like that. And then you take a fucking drink. Every time he takes a drink. You take a drink when Brody is in his cop uniform. Don't okay. have it too, too often. I was going to say, yeah, sometimes he's at home. Sometimes he's in that those navy sweaters yeah. or whatever it is. I also really like this next one. You take one simp when Brody is with his kids. Aww. Like that awesome scene where the kid's mimicking him and the mom's watching. Mm -hmm. Give us a kiss. Why? Because I need it. That's why I love Steven Spielberg. He does something with children in his films that I feel like nobody can do. He is known as the child whisperer. He be whispering to these children. But he has a gift for working with children. Mm -hmm. And first of all, casting. Casting the right children. But we'll get into that. Yes. To a degree. You finish your drink when there's a shooting star. Yeah. In the sky. <laughs> You got a fun fact on that? Oh, I do. Go ahead. That is a real fun fact, people. That is an actual motorcycle riding across <laughs> the street because motherfuckers don't know how to act. It's daytime. We usually it's do daytime. this at night, Yeah, we did this during the day because tonight it's going to get just much, much worse. Yeah. The, the fireworks are just going to be going off. Uh, but, yes, so in the scene, right before Jaws starts ramming the boat again, when they're in, like the morning uh, sunrise. Yeah. That is a legitimate shooting star flying across the screen the first time. Mm -hmm. They just happened to capture it. The second one was digitally added in. Oh. So you notice that you see it twice. Yeah. Yeah. The second one was added in. <sighs> but because of such, it has become Steven Spielberg's almost trademark where he puts shooting stars in most of his films really yeah it's in other movies huh. i heard it's in hook it is but it's hard to find no it's at the end is it because they show the stars and there's like a shooting star there you go you're okay right. you're yeah. totally right yeah he puts shooting stars in his in his movies i think it's also in um extraterrestrials of the third kind or mm -hmm. close, close encounters, encounters of the third kind yeah, yeah. exactly how to watch that in film history Nice. It was one a of good my good-ass movie. It was. So you take, you finish your drink when they blow that motherfucking shark up. <laughs> Boo -boo. Why are you son of a... Fuck that shark. Uh, fuck that shark. I mean, because he's not a real shark. If he was a real shark, I'd be like, fuck you, him, and I leave mean, that shark alone. some of the footage in there is of real sharks. Oh, I have a fun fact on that, yes. All right. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. There is footage of real sharks swimming mm -hmm. in this that aren't Bruce the shark. Yeah. yeah. Bruce? <laughs> oh, do you want that fun fact now? Not yet. Let's finish okay. the drinking game first. That's it. That's, That's it? The, you got anything? I do, yes. Take a drink 
when Hooper finds a shark tooth. I pulled a tooth the size of a shot glass out of the rectal of a boat out there, and it was the tooth of a great white. That's scary as fuck. That's scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> and we finished our drink twice already, right? You can add one more. Uh, we can add one more. Mm -hmm. I would say... Take a drink anytime Quince is singing some weird ass pirate song. <laughs> he is such he's, a he's losing pirate. his mind. He's such a pirate. He's fuck. I mean, he says it. He's like, you're certifiable or some shit like that. Okay, so I kind of fucked up. You guys, this week was not my best week on researching, and I, I apologize. Jaws was based on a book. Mm. I don't have any fun facts about the book because I didn't get to that. I'm sorry. That's okay. But um. We're for sure going to do Jaws 2, in which case we will be more prepared for that. Yeah. The it's search the holiday, for more money. You guys, so yeah. it's hard. I should have just said it. We're doing this episode on July 4th. Happy we 4th of July, happy people. Happy 4th, you guys. We're suffering for you. We're That's not out. You, I'm we not could at be a eating barbecue. hot dogs and. I could have been at a barbecue. I could have been at a barbecue. But nah, I'm here with you guys. But we do this for y'all. For you and this shark bite drink I'm about to make. You want another it's one? It's delicious. Uh, I'm only... You I'm just going to give you a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm All not right. listening to you. Go ahead. Okay, that's fine. So, is that the... Completely made up drinking, drinking game. game. Ah. <laughs> yes, queen. That's it. Nice. Okay, uh, I guess I'll jump into this then. So, this movie was directed by the great Steven Spielberg. Stefan Sondheim? No, no, not Stefan. <laughs> Stefan was uh, two or three episodes ago. Oh, that just gives me every time. <laughs> uh-huh. you start with me? We're doing somebody next week who you can't pronounce. Oh, fuck. <laughs> You're right. What's his name? What's his name? I'm What's not going to say it until next week. You listen to next week, and I might say it. We'll see. Damn, you're right. You got me. Okay. And okay. I've been trying not to pick his fucking movies, too. Have you really? Not I really. I do love him. He's so good. I'm joking. I win. Go ahead. Okay. Well, the great Steven Spielberg. This was his very first movie. Mm -hmm. His first full-length movie. You know, we talked about this before. He had a goal of being the youngest director ever to make his first movie. He didn't quite get there. Uh, he lost to, uh, what's his name? I, I forgot his name again. Orson Welles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Orson Welles is the youngest uh, to date, I think, still. Even uh, over John Singleton? How old, was, how old was Orson Welles? I know. Maybe jo John Singleton is the youngest. Yeah, he was He's, like 23. John Singleton is definitely the youngest to be nominated for yeah, we Best about Director. That. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, I think Orson Welles was the youngest to make his first movie. Or maybe, maybe he broke the record. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to look at that. We'll do more John Singleton movies. Can I give you some cool... Steven Spielberg facts. That was so sweet. I feel like I'm telling you something that you might already know, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Damn. So this week I binge listened to this podcast called Inside Jaws, which Ooh, you okay. definitely need to listen to. All right. And it starts back when Steven was like literally a child. Um, he had a mom who was like the sexy hot mom who wore like short skirts and he'd be like, mom, can you just like dress like a mom, please? God. Nice. He was one of those kind of like kids. And she said- Grew up in Arizona, no? Yes, mm -hmm. Phoenix. And his uh, mom would always say, I can dress however I want because I want to live in the moment. Nice. And that's something that kind of stuck, stuck with, with him. him. And when he- 
came out here to go to school in Long Beach. He went to Universal Studios and he did the tram tour. And he was like, I got to figure out how the fuck I can get into the studio. Mm-hmm. So he jumped off of the tram when they were on like a little bathroom break. He hid in the bathroom he stall. He hid in the bathroom. And then he just started walking around the set. So you know all this, yeah? I know all this, yes. He, Correct. He, it, was it Universal? I thought it was Warner's. I'm pretty sure it's Universal. Okay. Um, and he walks around there. He did this a lot. Yeah. He, this, he would, I, this wasn't when he was going to school in Long Beach, though. This was when he was already going to school at USC. Okay. Whenever this was, yeah. he had moved here. He dropped out. He dropped out of school. But this was after he did all this shit. Yeah. So he would get on the tram. He'd get off. He'd wander around the fucking sets. Mm-hmm. And people would just kind of pretend like... Just thought he was an extra. He would dress. He would dress to impress. Mm -hmm. Um, He ended up going on to... He got his own office. He acquired an office while he was there. Yes. And he started just working. And he eventually, like, okay, before that, he Mm -hmm. had somebody say, like, all right, here's a pass. Come back tomorrow. We can use you to do whatever, whatever. He comes back, and then the next day, he doesn't have a pass. So he'd be like, oh, um... My dad works here, and I left my pass in his office, and they let him in. And he'd be like, hey, I have a delivery for so-and-so. And nice. they let him in. And then he'd be like, hey, whatever, whatever. And after a while, the fucking dude at the gate Just didn't even him. say shit and would wag, like wave his ass through mm-hmm. into the studio. And eventually, like, he acquired a... He acquired. Do you know how he did that? Uh, I don't remember. Some, didn't he, like, requisition or some shit like that? I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to do research on that. So he did all that. Save that for the next Wonderful Spielberg shit. movie. I also heard that there was a point where he, when he did one of his first movies, I can't, mm-hmm. maybe you know what it is. About Rambling? Like a, he said the one about the truck. Mm-hmm. He did this movie. 45 minute short film. Which was really the cool. The villain is a truck. Which reminds me of a Twilight Zone episode, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of cool. So they wanted him to cut that. Thing down because they didn't want to i think they thought it was too long or something like that 45 and, minutes yeah i mean it was technically supposed to be a short film but oh. uh they wanted to cut the part where the truck dies or something like that it's like he was not having it at all i also heard that one day he was watching the incredible hulk and he saw his own footage from that movie used as like stock footage nice in, however <laughs> in Nurk and uh the incredible hulk the tv show uh-huh. so he calls up like the director or that producer or sounds whatever. sounds like you guys owe me money it's like what the fuck that's my footage of uh-huh. my truck chasing down some people and you got him chasing down the motherfucking hulk like what is this shit and he was like Dude, I got this at like Universal's fucking stock place. Like, I just picked it up out of there, and I was like, "I'm sure that you look. It's in other shit too." Mm. And so, because of that, Steven Spielberg put in his contract that you could never use his shit for anything else. Mm. You can't use clips of his stuff, of course not, in your movie. I did that, not you, and yeah. I'm not even in credit for it. Exactly. There's a lot of work that goes into every single shot that people don't understand yeah. you work hard you earn you know what it's like it's like football you earn every single inch yeah every single inch of a movie yeah. that's yeah i 100 agree with him mm-hmm. fuck that you want my footage come at me call me ask me for permission then i will look at your project with a fine-tooth comb and then i will say no 
Yes. It's not meant for that. Different story. Fuck you. Um, oh, wait. I do have a really fun story about him mm. in this movie. <clears throat> With this movie? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so yeah, let's, dive, let's jump into Steven Spielberg in Jaws. So, Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. is really good friends with no other than George Lucas. George Lucas, yeah. And one day, th- Steven took George into their, like, effects studio mm. to show him Bruce the shark. Nice. It's named Bruce because he's named after Spielberg's lawyer. What? Yes. That's funny. I do remember his name being Bruce, but I don't remember that that's why he was named that because they do say it on the tram when you go to Universal Studio. Like that there's Bruce, yes. you know, so the those of you who are unaware, Bruce is still around. He Bruce is. is animatronic. Scaring people to the day. Uh they don't do what they used to. So they You're used sure? I haven't to been actually. On the tram in the I've been on it recent, uh, not recently, but in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. They used to have Bruce up and working, and he would jump out of the water and like get close to the tram and do stuff. No they more. don't do that no more. He old. I get it. <laughs> He's old. I get it. But <laughs> I'm glad are, that his fins are rusting. <laughs> I'm just glad that I got to see him in action. Then, yeah. like that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, Aww. when I was a kid, they used to do that stuff. Yeah, but when now, I was a kid, Bruce is uh, beached, <laughs> <laughs> along with the orcas. To say the least. Also, um, there was two of them. Mm-hmm. One sank, and one one was taken by someone who worked on the film, and he beached it up near his house. Nice. And people realized what the ship was, mm-hmm. and would run up and take pictures on it, and would literally tear shit off of fucking this fucking assholes <laughs> off of this boat. To the point where he was like, I'm just chopping this shit up. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So y'all fucked up shit, people. I hate people Just take like a picture that. on it and respect it. You don't have to take pieces of it home. That's I weird. I hate people like that. Well, what he ended up doing is he chopped it up and there was a special edition DVD collection that you could get. Okay. And when you paid the money for that, you would get a piece of the orca boat. So that was kind of cool, I guess. I guess that's all right. But he, that bitch wanted to have it on his boat, as, on his beach. I was like, oh. Yeah, they couldn't just leave well enough to, alone. No. Okay, so yeah, back to Steven and George. So he took him to his specialty shop to show him Bruce. He's like, look at my shark, yo. Is this <laughs> dope? I'm about to make this fucking movie about a shark killing people. Nice. And George Lucas is like... Oh my god, dude, let me get a picture of my head in his mouth. Stuff your freaking head in there, man. Find out if it's a man. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. And so he sticks his head in the mouth. And Steven Spielberg goes over and he pushes like a button. Oh, and the mouth shit. closes on George Lucas' head. <laughs> and there he's like laughing and shit. But then when he goes to try to open the mouth again, he couldn't open the mouth again. And George Lucas was stuck inside Bruce's mouth. Nice. So he had to go and like pry this fucking shark's mouth open <laughs> so that he could get George Lucas's head out. And so he gets his head out uh-huh. and they kind of did some damage to the shark to get his head out oh, that they just no. like ran out of there like little kids who had broken something like they were just like oh no we gotta go before we get in trouble <laughs> they were in their 20s dude <laughs> they were kids they were kids making making seven movies. million dollar movies yeah. and i just think that is just yeah. so funny to think of like a young george lucas i think we mentioned stuff. this on the last uh steven spielberg movie the color purple but mm-hmm. he is at that time, I don't know if he still is, the youngest director to start working in TV. He was directing TV when he was like 21 or some shit he like that. He directed like after he did pilot re- for some show. Yeah. It had Joan Crawford in it. Joan Crawford was his first project. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, he, she was old, but he knew it was still George shit, Crawford. Though. Yeah. He knew his shit. They signed him to a contract, and he was working in TV yeah. while George Lucas and Scorsese and De Palmo, all those guys, were nipping at his heels trying to make their movies. Well, Scorsese would show up on the set once in a while. There's yeah. actually a picture of him in like, yeah, you know, a they wetsuit all just came chilling in the water with him. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. crazy to be a part. Dude. That's like the brat pack of directors. Can you right imagine there. like their one friend who just never really made it? Just <laughs> I don't know who he is, but he's just like the dude who only has like a couple of hits. Yeah. Or it, like a B-rated movies. It's but... like the, the two guys that didn't end up in the Beatles. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're like, what are the names like Patrick and something else? Something else? There I don't two? I thought there was only one. It's two. Oh, shit. Two of them. Yeah. There's one for Ringo and there's one for John, huh? Uh, or George? I don't remember who the other one was. One was uh, for I think Ringo, he was though. a piano player or something like that. That's cool. We could have had some cool piano riffs. Keys. Damn. Okay, so uh, let's dive into this movie and the makings of it. I just want to say there's a lot of fun facts there's about this so movie. There's so much. We're not going to get to everything. Please. Don't get mad at us, guys. Yes, please it's, don't get mad at me. It would I take so hard. six hours. You just said yourself, there's a seven episode podcast yeah. about the Jaws yeah. movies. I listened to all of them too. It was really good. So I'm going to rattle some shit off. First of all, it took way longer to shoot this than anticipated Yes, because they were struggling to match the color of the water. They, because of weather, because of daylight and everything, every time they would shoot, the water would be a different color Can I get and that one? would fuck up continuity yes another thing is they did not test bruce out in the water no yo. they did not they put that bitch into the water for the first time and that motherfucker sank <laughs> down to the bottom and Straight they had to sank. get a bunch of divers to go get him because uh-huh. he's like which caused two tons. rewrites really yeah they had to rewrite the script why do you think you rarely see him I kind of like that they you really stumbled saw. on. Yeah, exactly. They stumbled onto gold. This is before they learned that the scariest villain is the one that you never see. Yeah, they had to rewrite it in a way where you didn't actually see the shark. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have had to stop filming altogether. Yeah. So yeah, Spielberg when... was literally rewriting scenes after the sharks. <laughs> okay, I got two fun facts. Okay, one: the shark fucked up every time. It took. Tons of takes, and every time they put him in water, he'd fuck up to the point that mm-hmm. Steven changed his whole shooting schedule to just shoot the the land shots first until they can figure out what the fucking do with Bruce. Mm-hmm. So that's one of them. Yep. Can I also give you a fun fact that I learned from the podcast about how he... Throw it out there. How he got the script? Yeah. Do you know this one? No, I don't. Okay, so he uh, was working with Universal... And he met with, I guess, the producer of this movie. And he was waiting for him in his office. And he just didn't show up. He wouldn't show up. He didn't show up. His assistant's like, he should be here. I don't know. when. And he said he looked over on this guy's bookshelf. And he had like a glass statue of the Bates Motel house. Okay. From Psycho. And he said he pushed it aside. And there was... um, Stacks and stacks and stacks of just like kind of rejected or limbo uh, scripts. Yeah. And he saw them and he was like, oh, I could do something with this. I could do something with this. And he just took the stack 
and was like running out and the assistant's nice. like hey you know you don't want to wait for him he's like no 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 it's cool it's cool it's fine i got it's something fine. better right don't here. worry about it he even, he even dropped papers and the assistant helped him pick up papers he stolen and then he went home he read the script and then he came back to him and was like look these are my ideas about this jaws movie um i want to do this i want to do this i want to do this mm-hmm. and he was like where the fuck did you even get that? I was wondering what happened to those scripts. Like, what happened to those? And you stole them. And they had gone through a different... Yes, I did. Now, you want to make some money with me you or wanna not? You want to make some money, bitch? And so they had gone through a bunch of like auditions for directors or interviews for directors or whatever. Mm-hmm. One director was like, okay, so we're going to start with the water. And then we're going to go up from the water. And you'll see the city and the, the sunlight. And then we'll just pan over. And you'll see the big whale just come out of the water. And like, bitch is a shark. It's a shark. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> yeah, for sure. First of so, all, very stereotypical to come out of the water, see the city, and then pan left, and all of a sudden you see the shark. Exactly. Kinda. He was like, they're like, motherfucker, this is not Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. We're doing Jaws. So that is, I guess, kind of how he got his hands on the script and made his way into being into this movie. I got you. Mm-hmm. Ah, Smashley. How you feeling? You feeling good on your drink? <laughs> um, let's. Uh, there's a few other things I want to talk about about this movie in terms of the filmmaking aspect. Okay. One of them we might as well dive into now. <laughs> Pun intended. We're gonna do some tech corner stuff real quick. Jason's so, tech corner. <laughs> yeah. There's a very famous shot in this movie where the sheriff. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's a few of them. Yeah. Which usually involved the sheriff, like the one where he like jumps up and it's like, oh shit, you're going to need a bigger boat. You're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> where you first see the size of Jaws. Mm-hmm. But the one I want to talk about is called the Dolly Zoom. Ooh. So this shot is after the fucking mayor or whatever he is. They never really say what he is. Yeah, Vaughn, the guy who keeps saying, no, we're not closing the no, beach. No, he is the mayor. He is the mayor. Yeah. Okay. Because at the very, very beginning when... Uh-huh. Um, they come up to uh, He gets the all sheriff. the... The sheriff gets all the shit to make the signs like close this motherfucking beach down. Uh-huh. He gives it to his like second involved and they're walking yeah. down the street. He's like, mayor, we had a motherfucking shark. Oh, he does say mayor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Good. So he's good, the mayor. Good. That's why. Okay. Well, this is a dolly zoom. So this is when the sheriff, played by Roy... Scheider yeah. is sitting in his lo- in a little lawn chair on the famous. beach. This is Fourth of July, and no, it's before Fourth. Robin, we're we're gonna finish you this okay? up so you don't get scared. She's, so scared. She's so scared. I know. Fireworks. We're doing this for our for our babies. All mm. right, so let's do this. So everybody is refusing to get in the water until Vaughn talks to some of the, the older people. It's like legit tells one of the guys who's like city councilman he's like nobody's getting in the water i'm trying to absorb nobody's going in please and this dude straight is reluctantly scared to take his wife and his kids into the water i have to say i love that scene that's of them being so scared they're so scared they're so scared like the kids on the floating the parents are like swimming next i'm like oh god any minute now right and then as soon as they get further because everybody else starts getting in the water water. but as they say in this movie the way that people swim and play in the ocean basically is the exact motion that attracts sharks to them. Just don't go out deep. 
Well, technically, it also says that most it did go attacks happen within three feet. They did say it within was in... ten feet of the shore is where most attacks happen, is according it... to the movie. I don't According know. to the movie, watched, you got You got to go based on the movie. I'm just saying, I watched a tons of Shark Week mm-hmm. in my life, and I think they're further out. Maybe, maybe they wrote it in specifically for the movie. They did, but it that's just what to they scare say. people off of the motherfucking beach, which mm-hmm. this movie did. It absolutely did. Um, Made money for the movie industry, not so much for the beach industry. Yeah, a lot of beach towns were ghost towns. Okay, but everybody's in the water. They're having fun. This and that and the other. The tension is building. And all of a sudden, like you said, the little boy gets attacked. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he gets attacked and you see blood all over the water, they cut to a shot of the sheriff and you see him and it punches in on him. But at the same time, the back of the background is zooming as well. So that is a special trick that filmmakers or cinematographers use called this dolly zoom you can only do this if you have a zoom lens so what you do depending on the effect you want whether if you want the background to be moving backwards or if you want it to be coming forward Hmm. you zoom but at the same time you got to time it out so as you're zooming which brings uh the subject closer or further you also either push the camera forward or pull it backwards right and therefore, you do that in a way to where the subject stays where it's supposed to and stays in focus. And that's how you get like that ripple effect that they do that discombobulates the audience. Question. Is that like the first one of that or is that just the first big one of that? Like did he invent that? I don't think he invented it, but... Because that is a really cool I don't think effect, so. I and think it does happen a lot. I want to say that I saw that shot in earlier movies like... Um, Hitchcock has done it a few times. I want to say, right. you're right. I, I think, think I saw it in, in Vertigo. Oh, you're right. He does do it. He in He does Vertigo. do it in Vertigo, which makes sense makes because sense. Vertigo is something that's supposed to make you feel right. off balance and discombobulated. Right. So Spielberg didn't invent it. He just utilized it. Who? Do, so you think he? he I don't know it? who invented it. No idea. He did get kicked off of Alfred Hitchcock's he, studio, sound he studio. Did. <laughs> he did. And that is the Dolly Zoom, people. That's really cool. It's a good one. I want you to I do, want to do that shot. I want you to do but, it too, but you don't have a Dolly. I have a Dolly. You got a Dolly? Yeah. Then, bitch, I want you to do one on me. I don't have a Zoom lens. Oh. But, I mean, that's not hard to get a hold of. Ooh. More importantly, I don't have a reason to do it. I'm a firm believer that every shot needs to be for a specific reason. You don't do a one-shot just to prove that you can. You, you do it if it serves the story. I don't we know. talked about this. I like a really good... If you can do a really good one-shot, I'm all about it. But it's got to have a reason. You can't just do it just for the sake of doing it and be like, look, I'm a legit filmmaker now. We did talk about it. Because I did it. a one-shot. We did it. We talked about mm-hmm. it in Boogie Nights. He does mm-hmm. the whole one-shot in like the first scene. It's one of the longest like one-shots because it goes from like a crane in mm-hmm. the sky coming down to the street into the club and... Sh- you yep. were introduced to everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't have to do it that way. But, but at the did. same time, he did, and it had a great reason. And yeah. he did that a number of times because that was a time when he's introducing everybody. Okay. You know, And he's also introducing everybody again when they're at the pool party. Yeah. Same way as Scorsese in the Copacabana one shot because he's introducing her to this lifestyle. 
That's true. Because they go all the way from the car through the back of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Through the... All right, all right. You're right. You're Just right. gotta have a good reason. Okay, I like it. Same with the dollies. Well, I love me some Steven Spielberg. Love and we Steven will definitely Spielberg. have like E.T. on here. You know what he's doing Close next? Ready Player One Two. <laughs> next level. Next Ready level. Player One Level Two. Level Two. That'd be cool. That's what I want. I liked Ready Player One. Me too. Can we no. do that one? Fuck yeah. I like yeah, I thought it was a great movie. It was really so good. So much pop culture from the 80s. It was one of his, I mean, it, it brought him back into the zeitgeist of um, mm-hmm. younger generations. Like, oh yeah, I did like that movie. Because, I mean, they might not know Jaws, which I don't know how you don't know, because it comes on every uh, July, right before Shark Week, mm-hmm. the Discovery Channel. And, I mean, it's just a good movie. And it's well, one of our oldest movies. His current next movie is West Side Story. That's right. He's doing West Side Story right now. When uh, does that come out? Because we have to do the original before it comes out. Okay, so we got time. So we got a little time. He's got another Indiana Jones project announced. Mm. Just announced. And also the kidnapping of Edgardo Mortera. Never heard of him. I don't either. But that one's in pre-production. These are just the ones that he is directing. So he's slated as a director for the next Indiana Jones, as well as West Side Story and this kidnapping movie. I just can't look at your hair. It's driving me. It's making me laugh. I so forgot hard. it was there. You look like literally like 2001 called, and they said, of like... "Give me my fucking faux hawk back, please." <laughs> <laughs> it looks good though. It's just I I find myself looking at it like when I was doing it, I just kept thinking of freaking LL Cool J's song. He's like, "Deep as blue as my head is like a shark's fin." Oh my god. Deep Blue Sea, what's happening? Time out. Take me back to the ghetto. Mario, <laughs> I know you don't listen to this motherfucking bitch. This fool, he's one of my oldest friends, dearest friends. I've known okay. him for like a decade. This fool goes to the gym. And I'm like, you can listen to us when you, you go to the gym. I mean, why, why don't you just like, you know, if he's run trying to stay the... motivated. Hey, we're uh, motivating. Anyway, he listens to one song on repeat the whole time while he's at the gym. And I was like, bitch, you better listen to us while you're at the gym. You listen to one song over and over and give him a bunch of hits on Spotify. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> so um, uh, yesterday before I left work, he said that LL Cool J line to me and said that we needed to add it into the fucking show. So Mario, if you Gotta ever listen, listen to us, if you ever listen to us, you'll know that we did do it, you motherfucking bitch. Boom. <laughs> Not even on purpose. <laughs> Not even, Not on even for you. No. Nope. But maybe once you start listening to us. Hey, Cheese. That's what I call him. <laughs> His name's Cheese. Cheese. Remember that one time we Did threw we... you in the dumpster? I got out. Oh, okay. Cool, man. Cool, man. <laughs> so, somebody we need to talk about, especially for this movie, Mr. John Williams. Yes. Yeah. Let's do this. John Williams is the composer of Jaws. And so, so many, many other, other things. things, obviously. Can I give you a little rundown? Yes. Okay. So, this fool has done music for big-ass movies like Star Wars, Mm -hmm. Some Like It Hot, Superman, Airplane, Mr. Mom, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Home Alone, Saving Private Ryan, and so many motherfucking more. I couldn't even name all of them. You can't. You can't name all of them. 
I was hoping that he did E.T., but I did not see him do E.T. I don't think he did E.T. The music in this kind of reminds me of the E.T. music. Mm. Like, when it's just, like, not necessarily when the shark is... But, like, when they're just sitting on, like, the beach and, like, the weird, like... Kind of sounds like E.T. to me. For the younger generation, he also did Harry Potter. Oh, that's right. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. As well as the Sorcerer's Stone. He did Sorcerer's Stone, too? Chamber of Secrets. He did that one, too. You guys... I gotta finish these fucking books. I'm sorry. I am just lacking, but I'm doing all these works for you guys. You guys are taking my reading time. He continues to work with Spielberg as well as George Lucas. So I don't know if Spielberg recommended him to Mm -hmm. George Lucas or what, but he did Jurassic Park. He did Schindler's List. He did List Goes On. And the List Goes On. As well as The Patriot. I was going to mention that because we did talk about that. Maybe next 4th of July we'll do something like that. The Patriot. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, well, the reason why I say The Patriot is because he is also one of the people that came up in that group of directors. Okay. Can so I get... they all just, you got a music guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, uh, This guy, John Williams, you know, he he, he just did my uh, Jaws movie. Oh, yeah, he did my Star Wars movie too. Coming. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Give him a call. Coming out with <laughs> bangers. Oh. So Thanks, um... Steve. Thank, thanks, George. Yeah, give him my number. We'll, we'll talk. We'll see if I can't hire him. Do you know the... But I got him in June. Do you know the story of him and the Jaws song? Mm-mm. Do-dum, do-dum, Was do-dum, he just sitting do-dum, there? Like, playing with keys? He realized, mm. like we talked about, that it's scarier not to see the monster than it is to see the monster. Mm-hmm. But it's even more scarier if you hear the monster and you can't see the monster. Yep. So his little two note. Your imagination will frighten you way more than what's in front of you. Yeah. So he played the score for Scorsese. Uh, Scorsese. Whoa. Spielberg. No, Scorsese <laughs> did the. That's the other project. That's he was the doing. other <laughs> other project he worked on. He laughed and said, "Like, <laughs> that's funny, John. Uh, what, what did you have in mind?" And he's like, "No, this is what I had in mind. Like, I want this song to feel like the shark." Uh-huh. Even when you, like, this song is so popular that even when you don't see a shark, if you hear this, you think of a shark. Goosebumps. Instantly. Fuck and, yeah. And as I was going through. Um, Play that shit on a beach and see what happens. As I was going through John's <laughs> filmography, a lot of the things that he's named for is for movies using Jaws theme in their movie. Dude. <laughs> Caddyshack used it in their movie. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so many, many so many have used it in their movie that it just shows like, oh, fear, something's coming. Something mm-hmm. you can't see yeah, is coming. It's synonymous with something is after you. Something's after you, you can't see is coming fucking for you. So Steven said like later on, he stated that like, you know, this song made the movie. Like mm-hmm. this movie would be 50% of what it really is if it wasn't for this song. John Williams killed it. Killed it. And I I loved it. I was like, oh shit. I, I, I made if sure. If I was John I was Williams been like, wait a minute, does that mean that I'm responsible for two hundred million? And you guys only paid me how much? So shouldn't there be like two so more zeros? Like I get on a my, bonus. On my fucking uh, <laughs> paycheck. Sounds so, like yeah. you owe me money. <laughs> but I'm sure that so when you do a score or a song for a movie and it's for that movie mm-hmm. and then another movie uses it, is it like music? You get paid again. 
So it's like same way. As so you if, get like royalties. Yes, exactly. Okay. I mean, I you that. you license it. You license yeah. it for the project, so you negotiate a price. I get that because they do so, that when you yeah. have a movie and you use a famous song in the movie, exactly. and then you have to ask permission to use it. So when they use Jaws, uh-huh. they don't have to go to Spielberg; they go to Jaws. I'll give you a reference. Okay, so Reservoir Dogs, yeah, Tarantino's very first movie. Yeah, they had only thirteen thousand dollars left from the budget for music. Tarantino was very adamant that while the character is getting like his ass beat and like oh, they, you know, cut the ear the off. With you. Exactly. He needed that song in the movie. He didn't care about anything else. He needed that song. Therefore, they got that song for the low, low price of $13,000. That's how much for one song. I mean, that, and that's I mean, a for, steal. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a famous very song, famous popular musicians song. Musicians get their money. I get that, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And when I hear that fucking song, I literally only think of someone cutting Mr. Blonde Dude. cutting it off his fucking ear, and he's like, "Can you hear me? Can you hear me, <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> motherfucker." <laughs> we will do that movie because I love Michael that Michael Madsen. Movie. If you guys don't know what we're talking about. Homeboy's dancing, stuck, stuck in, in the middle, middle with you. you. He's like, ah. Yeah. But it's like Razor, yeah. and he fucking jumps on him, and he cuts his ear off. <laughs> can you hear me? I <laughs> love that. He talks into his ear, he <laughs> cut off. his mind. And asks him, can he hear him? Okay. So so that's how music licensing works. All right. You fine. negotiate a price with the artist or with the label, whatever. I like that fun fact. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Who are we moving on to? We can start with the cast. Can yeah. I give? There's wait, only, I'm gonna give you a cool fun fact. There's only me. five people in this cast, really. Can I give you another fun fact? Sure. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. The prob arm when they find the first body on the beach. Oh and yeah. And they see the prob arm is sitting there. Uh huh. That's a real motherfucking arm, y'all. They found a female oh. crew member and they buried her in the ground and had her stick her hand up. They put give her a straw or something like they the didn't bury her head. I'm sure they just it, you don't see anything but her arm. Okay. So what I'm assuming is they build up like a nice mound uh-huh. so that you only see. She's the out of frame. Something. She's yeah. out of frame. They framed so, her out. I got you. That's a cool one. I thought that was pretty cool because mm-hmm. I did think that that looked like a pretty real arm. Yeah, I mean the other one has to be fake when it's like got like bitten off and shit. Like yeah. from the scene we did last week where he's like, so here's what happens, and he holds up the arm. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about these people. Who are we talking about? Because there's not a lot. First and foremost, we're going to talk about Miss Lorraine Gary. Wait, she plays okay, the sheriff's so wife. Obviously, I know you're not going to talk about this person if that's where we're starting. So I'm going to throw this one up in there because she has two really cool fun facts. I'm okay. Lee Flairlow, Mrs. Kinter, Kinter. Okay. The mother uh, who Slaps son, the shit out of the sheriff. She slaps the shit out of the sheriff and her son. Do you uh, think guys. that he is responsible? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, He's the sheriff. He should have stood his ground. I would have told the fucking mayor to go fuck himself. And yeah, I would have exactly. It. You would just have to fire me. You're a New Yorker. You exactly. gonna put up with this shit? Exactly. Yeah, he's a little <laughs> soft to I be feel the sheriff. It's his first year. He's trying not to like fuck up and mm-hmm. like trying not to. He's trying piss to walk off the line. Because like they like okay, there's a very small part that if you don't really pay attention, you probably don't know it. One of the girls is like, when do I get to become an islander? Ellen, never. Never. You're not born here. You're not an islander. That's it. If you're not born here, you're not an islander. Yeah. So, obviously, he's already an outcast. He's an outsider. So, no matter what he does, even though he's a sheriff, 
sheriff. He's a sheriff from out of town. Mm -hmm. So he's just trying to like walk the line like for many, many, many years. Sharks haven't been attacking here. Our 4th of Julys are really big. Our summers bring us a lot of money. So he doesn't want to fuck that up. I get that. I get that. If it was maybe his like third, fourth year there, he would have earned some clout by then. He would have told that mayor to go fuck himself and he would have closed the beach down. But then again, you have to think that it's just him and one other deputy. Yeah, they're by themselves. Small yeah. town, this, that, and the other. How are you going to stop all these people to, from doing anything? At the same time, you know, when you know that there was a shark attack, close the fucking beach. Just for a little while. Plain until and the, simple. Until the shark like, at least thinks there's no I one mean, there. It's almost like he's answering to the mayor constantly. Like he is making recommendations. Like even the mayor says, you know, we're only closing it for 24 hours. As soon as people panic... He says, it's only for 24 hours. And the sheriff's like, no, I didn't agree to that shit. Wait a minute. Mm. What? But he says it like weak. He's like, wait, I need to you know, do what? He doesn't stand his ground about it. Yeah. There's so many things about this movie that are frustrating. And I don't know if that's on purpose or what, but it's like people are stupid. That's because we're rooting for yeah. the two main characters who actually see what this is. Mm-hmm. Even though the sheriff yeah. at first kind of doesn't want to see what it is. Oh, we caught the shit. We caught the fucking uh, shark. Cool. Let's open these beaches back up. But when he's like, immediately, this isn't, this isn't the shark. There's yeah. no way it could be the shark. The bite radius is too small. Yeah. The, then he starts being like, well, I got to figure out how to keep these people safe. And then okay. when it comes to the point where it's his son's life in danger. I mean, Hooper says it. He's like, as soon as I leave, you're going to be the only rational man left on this island after I leave tomorrow. Island. On this island. And he's right. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. If someone said that to me, I would panic. I would seriously panic. I'm like, I have no other person to no, help me. I, I would feel alone. I was like, wait, I'm the sheriff of stupid town. Stupid town. Sorry, St. Upid. <laughs> uh, there's a podcast I listen to called Dumb People Town. And oh they read God. article stories about dumb people there's all over so the world, much, all over the country so that do dumb shit. Stupid shit. And he is the on. sheriff of dumb, dumb People Town. I love what Hooper does in this movie with the stupid people. He's like, like even, you're going to go kill yourself. Yeah, he tells the people, he's like, uh, excuse me, gentlemen. Uh, the sheriff wanted me to inform you that you're overloading that boat. Blah, whatever. Yeah. Okay, well, can you tell me where the closest restaurant or hotel is? You go oh, straight, straight ahead. <laughs> okay, you're all going to die. Yeah, you're all <laughs> going to die, you dumbass. Okay, so Lee, she says that people would come up to her and mm. ask them to ask her to slap them. Chief Brody? Yes? <laughs> because she famously slapped... Slap the sheriff. The sheriff. She slapped him quite a few times, quite a few takes. Sure. To get it right. She just wasn't doing it right at first. Oh, uh, don't, don't, don't hold back. I wouldn't. My first one would be the hardest one and then it would get less and less from there. Yeah. <laughs> Leo had uh, his wife in Wolf of Wall Street slap him for 45 minutes straight in order to get that scene right. By 30 minutes, I'd be like, Leo, man, my hand hurts. You really want me to keep slapping you like this? Such is our dedication to our crew. He's such an ass in that movie. I could, I <laughs> oh, really yeah. want him to. This is where he pulls, to... she pulls him out of the limo when he's snorting cocaine off of what's her name's tits. <laughs> Their tits. Oh, uh, you're right. Margot Robbie. You're right. His first wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to say it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, she did the slap a kajillion times. But. And she would say when she would do the slap, she'd be like, I'm doing it for the fans. They want me to do it. 
I'm going to slap them, like, kind of shit. Okay. She would actually slap people? Yeah, people would be like, oh my god, can you slap me, please? I love you. As soon as they would say that, I would just do it. I'm like, oh, I didn't like, expect it. Like, I'd be like, oh my god, can you slap? And you're like, oh my god, she slapped me. I feel like the sheriff. I feel like the sheriff of dumb people town. So, um, she also, one time. This one time? This one time at band camp, she went to a seafood restaurant and she saw on the menu. Alex Kintner, they're beginning to prune. Just let me go out a little longer. Alex Kinter sandwich. <gasps> no. And she told the waiter, like, I actually played his mother in the movie. And they're oh, like, Oh, well, your sandwich is free. They're like, Oh my God, really? Hold on a second. Let me go get the owner. And the owner comes out, and the owner's name is Jeffrey Voorhees, who plays the kid that gets eaten by the shark. And that was the first time they had seen each other since that movie. So this is probably like mm, early 90s, probably. Wow. Yeah, something like that. That's crazy. How crazy is that? I thought that was a crazy-ass story. Mom, I didn't die. That's crazy. My son? That's freaking awesome. So, yeah. Alex Kinter's sandwich. Yeah. I mean, only he could do that. I would get mad if it was anyone If it else. was somebody else, yeah. Because yeah. you know how people like make like these restaurants and they'll name like their burger a Royale with cheese or something like that. That's fine. But if you make an Alex Kinter sandwich. Where can I go to get a Bloody as hell. Cheese? The black sheep, yo. Let's go. Downtown Lights, LA. Lights, camera, cocktails. Later. <laughs> trying to get that beef (laughs) okay so lorraine gary i want to talk about uh she plays sheriff brody's wife yes one thing that has to be said is this movie was made in 1975 and therefore acting was different that's why i said this movie still holds up because it is in a different era there are some actors and by some actors i mean the actors who are the main actors who are ahead of their time in terms of craft, like Richard Dreyfuss and Robert Shaw and Roy Scheider. They understand naturalistic acting and living in the moment and, you know, this, that, and the other. Lorraine, I feel, is from the previous time where it's more presentational and it's more theatrical. And, you know, when you're crying, you make a face, but you're not really feeling anything. And this, that, and the other. But in the 70s, that was normal. Can I give you why she got the role? Why'd she get the role? She was married to the producer. Damn. (laughs) Never cast based on relationships. I think there was two producers on this movie, and both of them wanted their wives to play that role. And she won out. From this is all I get from the inside. And sh- I get it. It was Spielberg's first movie, and he so didn't have a lot no. of negotiation. I wouldn't say no either. I'll, I mean, but she was a known actress at the time, so it wasn't okay. like she was a nobody. Okay, people knew her. She was semi-famous, or I only know her from this. But if you're not right for the part, you're not right for the part. So, are you saying the scene where she's watching her son and her husband mimic each other? She wasn't feeling anything. Give me, give me an example. Um, when her son is passed out on the beach because of the shark, you know. I think that he wasn't that great either. But I understand that. But that was he's trying her to be scene. Calm. That was her scene. You're supposed that to be was hyster- her time to shine. You're supposed to be a hysterical mother because mothers are hysterical when something happens to their babies. Fathers are usually more of the calmer one, and he, plus him being a sheriff, he has to be calm. So I get that because he does freak out a little bit when he runs around, he goes grabs blankets or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's just like 
no, he's not dead. He's in shock. Okay, good. Let me go do this. Go do this. But you're right. I would have made a big spectacle because mm-hmm. mamas make it, big spectacles. I mean, when their babies if, hurt. Yeah, if you're a parent or even you know you got nieces and nephews, it's not hard to. I'm not trying to talk no shit, but like we've been in these situations. We've seen these scenes. Like Ashley tells me stories. Uh, one that sticks out in my mind of Anna Camp when she was working on Good Girls Revolt. Mm-hmm. There was a scene where this actor she was working off of was supposed to be feeling emotional because her she's getting a letter saying that her husband is dead. And yet Anna Camp's the one that's like getting choked up and she's trying to not cry. Because you can't because she's Yeah, she's trying to out, not outshine this actress. But mm-hmm. this actress isn't feeling shit. They put fake oh. tears in her eyes. That's what they have to do nowadays. I've never when had actors fake can't. tears before. I just, just dig deep. Here's a tip for all my actors out there. If you have a scene where you're supposed to be crying, don't try to cry. Feel it. Live in the moment. Let the circumstances work over you. Isn't that what Steven Spielberg's mama said? Something. Live, Live in, in the, the moment. motherfucking moment. If and that's how you, you have tears. questions in your mind about the scene, answer the questions before you step on oh, stage, yeah. on camera, Do your notes, man. Is. If your mind is thinking about what you're having for dinner, you haven't answered all your questions yet, plain and simple. Don't work for the tears. There's actors that have had tremendous careers and they've never shed a single tear on stage or on camera. Yep. But it's not about that. There's some that don't ever, but yeah. when they do, you feel it. And Denzel, it's more so. People Denzel don't want to see you cry. No. They want to see you fight the urge to cry. I was watching the interview with somebody and mm. they said, pick your cry in scene. Make sure that it makes sense. Don't just cry just to cry. Mm-hmm. Cry because that is your yeah, last Don't cry time. in every single scene. It's because okay. then people are going to be like, this is a whiny power. ass baby. Exactly. Everything. And back then, this was the time when people were coming would out make of the their 60s. faces. Yeah. They'd make their faces. That's what they would do. They would ask actors at the end of the day. How'd you do? I made all my faces. You know. <laughs> well, so like you said, Lorraine Gary, she was a she had some credits built up by this yeah. time. You know, she yeah. had reputable and she's in Jaws two. I think she was in Jaws three. I want to say. Well, wait, no, 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 she's Brody's not. Brody's only up till two. Yeah, correct? yeah, you're he's right. only in the second one, so she would only be in the second. I one. ain't seen these in years. Um, I do remember him in two. And then the, I've seen the part three, but she never in 3D. is in Jaws the Revenge. Is that four? I don't know. It, it's just slated as Jaws the Revenge. What year is that? 87. That might be four. That's probably four. I don't mm-hmm. think I've seen that one. Okay. Well, uh, that was her last role, 1987. Hey, man, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out on the Jaws. Even if it's Jaws 19, mm-hmm. I'm on it. You know what else she was in? Car Wash. Working at the car wash. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait, that car wash is not down the street from here, right? Because there's a sign that looks like the car wash sign. I don't know. We got to do the movie. And I was. I do know that that car wash is where they filmed Justin Timberlake's music video. Which one? I don't remember. Before he went country. There was a lot before he went country, mm-hmm. dude. It's uh. What album? Justify. That's no, no, way past Justify. Maybe 2020. Future. It was between Love. 2020 Love. experience and Man of the Woods. So it's 2020. It might have been a single. Okay, I'm going to have to watch it. It's funny right. when you see these things. And it's like, motherfucker, you were on my street. Literally, that's how I Where feel. Where was I? I must have been at work that day. Literally, that's how I feel anytime I watch a San Francisco movie. I'm always like, oh my God, I know where that is. <laughs> oh my God, my friend used to live over there. Whoa. 
The bottom up. I just got all the alcohol. <laughs> all right, well, let's knock this out because I'm not trying to get too drunk because I haven't hit a barbecue yet, so let's do this. Oh, you ever see that shot in Aladdin where the fire guy in the cartoon oh, and he's eats like, the fire and he's like, Bleh. Is that you? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Okay, okay, okay. Can I give you a fun fact before we move on? Sure. Fun fact. I feel like I haven't For done that. you. For you. <laughs> The shark that they catch, that they think is Jaws, mm -hmm. that is hanging there. They take the pictures in front of it. Yeah, well, but what kind? What kind of shark? It's a tiger shark. A what? That's a real shark, guys. What? Really? Yeah. It looked rubber. Is that something that we, in the 2009s, can't really imagine you having a real shark hanging for a movie, but that's literally what happened. So what happened was, a couple days before the shoot of that, there were some fishermen hired off of the coast there that could not catch a shark. They said they could, but they couldn't. Mm. So the studio sent two guys all the way to Florida, and they met someone who was like, yeah, dude, I know some guys that just dropped off a shark carcass in front of my fucking place like two days ago. Nice. So they find these guys. They hand them $1,000 and was like, I need a shark, like, tomorrow. <laughs> and so they're like, all right. They go out there. They find a shark. They kill it. And they bring it back to the people. Dude, so the people that's crazy. Pack it in salt and ice uh -huh. in a crate. And then Steven Spielberg gets a phone call from them saying, There is no airlines that is willing to take this decomposing shark on their fucking plane that weighs like 2,000 pounds. Yep. So, Tiger Shark. The studio had to send a private jet. To bring this funky ass two day year. Damn, what the hell is that smell? Then what the <laughs> hell is that smell? Sent two two days that's been killed. Uh -huh. Sent it all the way over there to them and hung it up on the hook. It smelled awful. People were just like, huh, huh, like you know, dealing with it. Yeah, I mean, you, dude, that's crazy. Does that mean that they legit cut it open on the scene? I did because not see but they did cut. Richard Dreyfus cut it open and then throw out like heads and like no because they threw out a license plate Let's and wait. like some other He's shit. He's like I knew he came up from up the coast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. I don't think they would cut it open for real because it's off frame as well. Right, it's below the frame. But that uh, that shark that's hanging on the hook that's that a real shark, huh? A picture of. That's interesting. I don't know my sharks because I looked at that thing and I was like, that's rubber as hell. Apparently, that's a shark. Apparently, that's what it's a real know, shark. sharks look like rubber. When I read that, I was like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So, so let's talk next? about this motherfucking mayor, Marie Hamilton. Now, I want those little paint happy bastards caught and hung up by their Buster Browns. I got a story about him, but go ahead. <laughs> he pisses me off so much. He's just, you know what? He's just that guy. He's that guy that. Started out as a little kid who would always cause trouble and you always wanted to beat his ass, but he always ran inside his house and hid behind his parents or some shit like that. Yeah. That's who he is. And he grows up to be the mayor. I don't no, know how he's they... He's an opportunist. He must party with them hard. That's how I think. He's probably a lo like an islander. Uh-huh. Been there his whole life. He be sure. doing shady deals on the back end. Yeah, he, yeah, definitely. He be smiling and waving in the front. Mm-hmm. And some people know it's dirt and some people don't. That's how I see him as. He's just a crooked mayor that any real mayor would just shut shit down. Mm -hmm. If he really cared about shit. the people, he would shut that fucking yeah. beach 
down. And, and he's in it, the other ones. He's the mayor. And it's not like they have Google. So if they were coming here, they're coming uh-huh. here. Even if the beach is closed, they're still going to be in your town. I don't know if I've seen part two and three and four. I've seen like snippets and I may have seen the whole thing when I was a kid. I've seen up to three, but, but I don't remember them that well. I want to see if he's playing the same bullshit, stupid role. And if he's still refusing to shut down the beach again and again and again. It's like, you motherfucker, you ain't learned your lesson yet. Like, even when he is in the hospital and the sheriff is telling him, sign this shit right here so that I can find this shark and kill it. And he's like, I don't know if I can do that. Motherfucker, a kid just died on your beach. I just got slapped in the motherfucking face because of your decision. Uh I didn't make that decision. I mean, the sheriff is right. He feels responsible because it is his decision. He should have stood his ground. I'm I'm not saying... But, yeah, I get you. He had someone uh, ahead of him because if they never came to him and told him... We're not shutting it down. It would have been shut down the very first day. Mm-hmm. It would have just been shut down. It would have been shut and down. It, they if we shut it down shit. for about two days, the shark's going to think there's nobody, no food out here, and mm-hmm. he's going to leave. Yeah. That's kind of what sharks, they, they migrate. They keep moving. Yeah. And so that makes sense that if he would have did that, it probably would have been better. And mm-hmm. they could have opened it up by the fourth, by the first murder, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. If anything, if they were smart, they would have done that. And they would have, I mean... Even still, the, the mayor would have never signed on to pay this dude $10,000 to find this shark. You know, it still would have been a process because he's a cheap motherfucker that's all about that money. I do want to say he's that. He's the Don King of mayors. Fuck you, Fuck you Don King. <laughs> Your racist ass motherfucking money gr- grubby <laughs> hair sticking up, bitch. Anyway, so that's. Scene- hair sticking up. <laughs> Your hair sticking up, bitch. So uh, that scene. <laughs> Where Quince scrapes his finger. Oh, he scrapes the finger. Oh, God. Has been done in so many different movies mocking this movie. Mm -hmm. Especially The Simpsons. That's probably one of the ones I remember the most. Yeah. Of it. It's a good scene. (laughs) Well, let's talk about this dude. So he passed in 1986. Why? Did they say? It doesn't say shark attack. Boating accident. Know. But my dude was only 63 years old, so he died young. I got a story from him. What's that? So the co-screenwriter of this talked on the podcast, Inside okay. Draws, and he said that this mayor was known for being like a saucy kind of dude who would drink on and off the set. He wasn't like a problem drunk on set. But sure. Offset, he would go and he would like drink with his friend. I had a few Chardonnays, what of it? <laughs> and he would get really drunk. And one time he got really drunk and he was walking back to the hotel where uh, the cast was staying. And he somehow came across a skunk. This skunk got him good. Nice. And so he went back to like his room or went back to the hotel and passed out. People in the hotel were like, this shit reeks. Nice. The fact that people had to get him, mm-hmm. strip him of his clothes, give him multiple showers, and then the next morning he was ready to film on set. Dude, skunks <laughs> don't mess with skunks. If you're gonna get them, oh, get I them run from away afar. I don't. No, I'm never gonna get them. I see them. You might. I, I run. They're in this area. I know. You they, see them. They do yearly. come around. Yeah. Robin's been sprayed four times. They ain't gonna get me. Because I see it from a distance, and I'm like, oh, hell no, and I'm out. You'll smell them before you see them. I'm out. Okay. okay. Well, Murray Hamilton, you played a douchebag, but uh, and you... you got were... hit by a skunk. Yeah. You were in Jaws 2 as well. You didn't make it to Jaws 3, mm-hmm. or Jaws the Revenge. 
like we said, he died in 1986. And that one came out in 87. He had complications with cancer early on. Okay. Okay. Uh, He wasn't the graduate. He played Mr. Robinson. That's him? That's him. And the graduate? Yeah. He's the husband to Mrs. Robinson. You're trying to seduce me. Oh, he's Mr. Robinson. You're right. He's Mr. Robinson. You're right. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman tags his wife. And his daughter. And his daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's true. Okay. I didn't even realize that. (laughs) That's funny. Um, I don't know if I want to save this person for last because he is the most famous of the group. I'm going to because he's also my favorite character in this movie. So let's talk about Robert Shaw. Let's talk about Robert Shaw. I got some facts about him. All right. Hit me with it. So Robert Shaw Mm -hmm. and Richard Dreyfuss, they couldn't stand each other. I don't know if you know this. Perfect. They They weren't supposed to like each other. The reason why they couldn't... They weren't supposed to like each other is because the co-screenwriter was on set. He's Uh actually an extra um, in the movie. He plays uh, one of the reporters. Oh, okay. So he he could see their tension on set. Ah, I see. Wrote it that way. See, there was a bunch of rewrites on this. They were writing it days before. This is one of the rare occasions where rewrites on set worked. Worked. It did. Because it never works. I do not recommend it to anybody. So Robert, he would pick on Dreyfus all the time. Mm. Telling him he's fat. He's a loser. Bunch of shit. Like a, like a lot of shit. That... Was he trying to get him to do that? Well, I mean, was he trying to get under Richard Dreyfus's skin in order to piss him off for the scenes? Robert had a drinking problem. Ah, that explains it. He would just go at him all the time. Okay. There's even... A story of how Robert one time was like, help me out of this boat. Or he said, I heard two different things of the story. He either said, help me out of this boat. Or he said, I wish I could quit drinking. It was one of those two. Wow. Richard Dreyfus was like, you know what, bitch? And he took his drink and he fucking threw it. Because he would be on set. Unprofessional. All the time drinking. He was sauced up during. He would be taking drinks. In between takes, he'd be really drunk. And one time, he was extremely, extremely drunk, taking his drink in between takes. And the scene where he talks about the SS... Uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis ship crash. Great monologue. Sure comes the nearest man that man. He starts pounding and hollering and screaming. Sometimes the shark can go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. When he was doing that scene, he was lit. Nice. So lit. Which is supposed to be, that scene is known for them both to be drunk. Both to be drunk, but but he was Richard like, Dreyfus, you know. He's not drunk. He, yeah, he's not you know, actually drunk. He's not he's actually playing drunk. drunk. He's being a professional actor. So Robert was drinking between takes, and he did that scene, and... Fucked it up. Yeah, I'm not surprised. They that he couldn't use any of that, pretty much. I mean, some of it. I think they used up until like them showing each other's scars. Uh-huh. I think that was more of the drunken that they wanted. But when it comes to you telling the scariest moment of your fucking life, he had to be sober. He had to be sober. Yeah. So when they Stupid did do ass. the when they did do the take, it turned out awful, and he knew it. Like uh-huh. as a professional actor, he knew like I, I done fucked up. Yeah. So he calls Spielberg. 
he told him, yo, let me redo this tomorrow. I'm sorry. I got this. Because he had previously come to them and told them about that monologue. Like, I kind of want to, like, tweak a little bit of this, a little bit of that, mm-hmm. you know, to make it feel a little more real. Sure. And he did this in front of them. Like, pretty much just did the whole scene in front of them. And they were like, that's it. That's what we want. So, drunk him, fucked it up. Next day, sober him. Or... I wouldn't say sober him because he's an alcoholic, no. but semi-sober him. Yeah, did, did it, it right. Did it right in one take. So okay. the take that we see is pretty much that one That's take. That's usually what happens with alcoholics is once they realize they fucked up, when they try and fix a problem that they already fucked up, mm-hmm. they are much, they're, they feel so bad and they feel so ashamed that they do actually come through as best as they can. As best as they can. So, I mean, it's perfect because he's supposed to be drunk. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be a drunk. Um, but he came sober-ish and knocked that shit out. Did it out. right. However, you're wasting a shitload of money. They, yeah, you met, you wasted a whole day of money. On and who knows? Maybe that's why they killed him off. He could have been in Jaws too, but you know. See, this is there's why a possibility. I... You know, like you said, uh, the writer was doing rewrites on set. True. But so they probably killed him off because they didn't want to work with him in part two. His character. They could have just chopped off his leg. I don't know what happens to him in the book. This is, this uh, is me true. fucking up. I'm sorry, you guys. I know I usually come with it with my books. She's reading the Harry Potters right now. She sorry. can't do everything. I can't. No. But um, time is I money. Don't, I don't know if he died in the book or if he if that's how he died in the book or if he survived in the book. I don't know. If you've read the book, hit us up at lifecamelcocktailnoes.gmail.com. I'd like to read it. So, yeah. So, I don't know what with his character, but you're right. He could have made him live. Yeah. Or it could have made him die because they were just like, he's wasting too much motherfucking yeah. money. But that's a common thing. If you have a difficult actor, you write him off, you kill him off, you do what you got to do. We talked about that last week. But you don't want to work with them on the next episode or the next project. Yeah. Them fireworks are going they poppin', off. They popping, Off and popping. Let's knock this. <laughs> so Robert Shaw, UK actor, unfortunately, you know, he had struggles with alcoholism, died at the young age of 51. Oh, he's very young. Yeah, 1978. Well, he, I was about to be like, he looked old in the movie. He was, and he was on his 40s. He was in his 40s. Dang. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Black don't crack. We, I don't look like that. I'm, yeah, Fuck. but alcohol does do that. I mean, to you. he's from the UK, uh, so uh, they don't have no melanin in their skin. Is that what it is? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks like old spice at this point <laughs> he is a really good pirate like yeah. he is he was in the sting he was yeah. in uh you know what he was in sting, the sting. original taking pelham one two three not the denzel version i have not seen the original one I 1974 obviously seen that was the movie he did right before this one and, uh, but yeah. he was in the sting as well with uh newman and redford uh he was a good actor i just want to say know? it's the different time he just had a drinking problem because drinking problems now, it's not going to be It's not tolerated. It's not going to be tolerated. If I have to waste a day or two because you're fucked up mm-hmm. and you keep fucking up, well, I'm going to cut you. No, that happens because... It does. Because it does, we look at I'm people not... like Lindsay Lohan who come on set and she late starts as shit. Fuck. Late as fucked. Mm-hmm. Intoxicated. They don't want to deal with her. You're talking she's about Georgia Rule, right? Yeah. yeah, she's blackballed where she's not making movies like you very, know. Very, very true. She's making like lifetime movies or mm-hmm. very B-rated movies or something that you know she's not mean girling it up or fucking Freaky Friday anymore. It doesn't matter yeah, because unfortunately. she's. Unfortunately, she mean, was good. She was a good. Why actress. would you fuck up a time being on Georgia Rules with one of the 
oldest and greatest fucking actors Dude, who still works today. Joan, Jane, Jane Fonda, Fonda is like the shit. Like, why would it. you fuck it up? I would like literally be like, will you be my mentor? Uh-huh. Will you tell me who your plastic you surgeon have... <laughs> is? Like, that would be me. I'd be like, hi, we hey, can be friends. Seriously. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful woman to hi. this day. I want you to be my mentor. Not mm-hmm. like I'm going to come up sauce to the fucking set mm-hmm. and late and not do my lines and piss off Jane Fonda. I don't Dude. need that. She's a legacy. I've tried to get on Grace, uh, Grace and Frankie. I can't get an audition. I think we talked about this. But. I want to get on there as like Grace and Frankie's assistant for their vibrating fucking <laughs> company. They need a saucy black chick. That's what we're missing. So we're missing. I'm just throwing that out there. Hopefully somebody from the show watches or listens. Please. <laughs> Well, uh, I will say that like nowadays there are, don't get me wrong, there are actors who are, you know, unfortunately alcoholics. I'm not going to name any names, but there are situations where they have a break and they slip off and they have a drink. However, the ones who don't manage it, don't. And getting drunk. Well, I mean, they have to have it though. Like, I like to drink. It's a sickness, for sure. And especially if I was doing a scene like the scene where they're talking, they're drunk and they're talking about scars and stuff. Mm -hmm. We got family members that are, you know, suffering from this. And they just, you know, they don't care. Some, well, I wouldn't say they don't care. It's just, like you said, it's a sickness. We've tried a a lot of things to help, and it's just, it's a hard thing to kick. And, you know, we got to be careful to not let certain people fall into that lifestyle as well. But what I'm saying is, like, I understand mm-hmm. having a drink, one drink, mm-hmm. or one shot, like, for a scene that you're supposed to be drunk, to help you loosen up and get yeah. that, like, you know... But lazy, we're drinking right now, but we're supposed to be. That lazy eye feel, mm-hmm. you know, that, like, wobble. I can, I, can, I can understand that. But, like, every take, you're going, you're downing your fucking drink, that's obsessive yeah for it's sure really bad. we're drinking on this podcast but that's the title of the that show that is the title of the show I that's what we're supposed to be doing i will so i could drink. i have never and will never have a sip when i'm on set i don't care if we're wrapped and it's mm-hmm. the biggest movie that i've ever acted and directed in oh no if we're wrapped i'm you better pop them bottles roy scheider i like him i want to stand up for him yes he talks about how Roy was in his alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And he said when he was sober, he was a perfect gentleman. And he, if he had one drink, he was the biggest competitive son of a bitch you've ever met. Robert Shaw or Roy Scheider? Robert Shaw. Oh, okay. I got you. Robert Shaw... Didn't seem like an alcoholic. Yeah, Robert Shaw is an alcoholic. And this is Roy talking about... Gotcha. Robert as an alcoholic saying like when we were on set I first met this bitch he was sober he was a gentleman he was super cool he was great. then I worked with this motherfucker and he's drunk Jekyll and Hyde 99% of the time like you know Jekyll and Hyde yeah yeah so so Roy Scheider among the top cast uh, he is the last to pass away of those that have passed away. He I was passed about away to say, in 2008. I was like, no, Dreyfus died? Dreyfus where have I, I been? Dreyfus did not. Oh, I almost cried. Don't scare me. You scared me. Uh-huh. Of, what about Bob, yo? Of those who have passed. Okay. So he passed away in 2008. So he not lived a long ago. time. So he lived, uh, well, semi, I mean, I guess like 11 years 76 years. 76 years. No. 76 years old when he passed. But it was 11 years Which, ago. it was 11 years ago. Um, so he also was one of those journeyman actors that did a hell of a lot of things. He said it, Drake. 
um, early on, or not early on, but before he did Jaws, he did uh, The French Connection with what? Why give me finish your sentence with my dude? Uh, you made me forget his name. I uh, looked at you. I know. Threw me off. What is his name? He came up with freaking. Damn it, I'm drunk. I can't Cutting think. it all out. I can't think. Played Joe Gideon and all that jazz. He did the narrator uh, for Family Guy from 2007 to 2009. You know, my man's been doing his thing. <laughs> <laughs> narrator for he's Family a, Guy? He was a narrator for Family Guy. Who is? The oh, sheriff. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love Family Guy. They do do a Richard Drivers episode. Richard Drivers. So that's a pretty cool connection. Mm. It feels like they use his voice because it does sound a lot like him. What? So Roy Scheider, dude, I like him. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good sheriff. He wants to do the right thing. He's just don't let other people influence your decisions. You know better than these freaking townies. I feel like if he was in a big city, uh-huh. he would feel more comfortable making those decisions. Yeah, that's his, you know, he knows that area better. He's out of his element. And because if you live in a big city, obviously there's nothing but crime and shit that happens in a big city. So, you know, people who live in big cities are more able to accept the fact that like, okay, well, we can't do this. We can't do this until the cops fix this. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you think back in the 70s where there's like the Night Stalker who was prowling Southern California and killing pe- people in their sleep in their house, people were scared. Mm. But they knew that like, well, I can't do this. I can't do that because there's a Night Stalker out here and we haven't caught the motherfucker yet. But because they're in like a small little town, these people don't care. This is our town. Nothing bad happens here. I know everyone on this island, you know? Yeah. He tries. He's a really he good tries. sheriff, though. He is. I want to watch part two and part three, uh, or uh, Jaws of Revenge, as it's called. And I want to see how his character develops. If he stands his ground like he's supposed to in I the next I don't remember ones. him in three, but I'm pretty sure he's, he's in, in two. two. So I want yeah, to at least see that one. And see if he finally learns his lessons and says, no, fuck you, we're closing the beach. I feel like he's like a Jack Bauer. Uh. That every season he has to deal with somebody who doesn't realize what the fuck he's somebody already been through. Somebody tying his hands behind yeah. his back sort of thing. And then they have to realize, like, oh, this is the person we need. Mm-hmm. I call it the Jack Bauer effect. Okay. Then There's always cool. something that's stopping you from doing the right thing. And it's like a, another year where we're like, we already know this fool can handle this. You guys are slowing him down. Mm-hmm. That's what I kind of, I don't know. I'll have to watch it again. Okay. But can I give you another fun, fun fact about sure. him? Sure. Tell me, what is the most famous line from this movie? You're going to need a bigger boat. You're going to need a bigger boat? That was ad-libbed by him. Nice. Nowhere in the script. So you thank him for the biggest, most famous line from this movie. Awesome. I love ad-libs. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Stick to the script. But when they come and they work and it's in the moment, fuck, they're good. Some people are really good. We talked about this last week mm-hmm. with Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum being very good at improving with his dad and Will Smith, making their scenes seem long. like they're, mm-hmm. you know, more real. Yeah. So I totally understand that. That's all I got on him. Okay, good. Because it's time to talk about Richard Dreyfus. Okay, can you tell me why you say it like that? Have you not seen Elle from the Jimmy Fallon show? No, I guess not. The reason why we've been doing that, there's a sketch that Jimmy Fallon does on his show, and he does this sketch called Elle. Plays a teenage girl. Jimmy Fallon dressed as a teenage girl with braces and shit, okay, and her I show, like it's like a YouTube that. show called Elle. Elle. 
she says Richard and Dreyfuss. like she he has like flashcards that she's showing to ariana grande and it's like do you like him or ill or this that and the They're other gross. Have you had and a so right? one of them is richard dreyfus he has a picture of richard dreyfus he pulls the clash card and he's like richard dreyfus <laughs> and she's like he's cute they said bitches but the show is called ill ill <laughs> they just ill i don't like anything okay. i'm a millennial Oh. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's talk about Mr. Richard Dreyfus, who uh, I absolutely love. He almost didn't get cast in this movie. You uh, gotta be shitting me. Not that he didn't get cast. They asked him. He said no. And his only credible credit at that time was American Graffiti, which I love and we will do. Yeah. Because it has so many bangers you, in it. And you have just made my mom very happy. Mom, American Graffiti. I have the soundtrack on vinyl. I love it. Like, you know, it, it, that's a good one. It has a lot of people that now we look at it as legends yeah, exactly. in this movie. Exactly. One of my favorite directors as well, Mr. Ron Howard. Who didn't direct it, but starred didn't direct in it. it. but starred in it. Harrison Ford's in that shit. Yeah. There's a bunch of people. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But that was his only credit prior to this, like his big credit prior to this. For sure. So when they asked him to do the film... He's like, nah, I don't want to do that shit. What? And so they were still looking for people. They had moved over to East Coast looking for extras and who they wanted to play him and Brody, I believe. Um, oh, they were still looking for Brody I at the time? I believe they were still looking for Brody. I might be wrong. It might be uh, Quint. 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 Yeah. It might be him, but I'm, it was one of those two that they had still not found as well. So... The co-writer that I told you who had co-wrote this and, you know, he talks about this on the podcast I was speaking of, Mm -hmm. that when he said, like, I think that we should have him as, you know, in this movie, they're like, we asked him, he said no. And he's like, did you tell him I was on the film? Because we're like homies. Wait, are you talking about Peter Benchley or are you talking about Carl? um, Which was the co-writer. Both of them. Both of them wrote the screenplay. So this was written by Peter Benchley as well as Carl Gottlieb or something like that. Is it Carl? I think so. Hey, Carl, good to see you. I will say that I absolutely love him in this. I feel like this movie wouldn't have been as good if they had cast somebody else, especially because of his relationship with Quint and his ability to work off of Quint, even though Quint is drunk off his ass. Because he's, being that Quint is drunk, Richard Dreyfus saves him in a number of scenes. He works off of him in a way where he doesn't, you know, a, another actor would be like, this, this guy's drunk. I can't work with him. I'm walking off set. But Richard Dreyfus uses his drunkenness and at, responds as the character like, I when cannot- he's like making the faces and he's like, you know, doing all that shit. That is you one know, of my favorite. Behind I his back. Yeah, exactly. Fuck yeah, Captain Dick. Because he's he like, wants to save the scene. I I agree. Yeah. I think that if personally, if the character wasn't a drunk, I would have a problem with that. Like if he was supposed to be the president of the United States mm-hmm. and he's like this sh- shitty mess, yeah. then I'd be like, I can't fucking do this. He's supposed to be the president. Sure. And the president is a certain way. So, I, I can't work with him. But because his character 
It's a fucking pirate. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, he's, a, he's, a, he's a sailor. He's a sailor. He's a drunk he's sailor. He's a fucking pirate. He's a fucking pirate. <laughs> he is missing a wooden leg and a fucking patch and a bird, but he's a pirate. He I sings mean, pirate songs, he's, dude. He does. He sings pirate he's songs. He's a sailor through and through. He was in he World War his, II. He makes his own booze. He makes his own booze. He tried this. Made himself pretty good stuff. <laughs> Thanks. That tastes like shit. Apparently. Do not drink that. <laughs> Do not drink that. <laughs> and he drinks it anyway. He's like, I, to he tastes it, it and then he drinks it. To be honest with you, I would taste it too. I yeah, mean, he made I would it. taste it, but like, he made he's, it. <laughs> Sheriff spits it out. It's like, don't drink that. Don't do, don't <laughs> Meanwhile, this fool's boiling shark teeth and shit, or that shark is, bones. That was kind of weird. That's crazy. He's got shark bones all over the place. Carl. Um, yes. Okay. So Carl's, it was Carl. Carl's the one that I was uh, talking about in the uh, podcast. Sure. He was the one that was on set writing. Gotcha. He even spent time, him and Spielberg got a suite together, and they were sitting there having breakfast, lunch, and dinner together, working mm -hmm. on the set together to write the script. Rewrite. They have yeah. Carl as an extra as a reporter. Okay. And he just, he said that, like, I wrote this because I saw how their tension was. And I was like, well, this is perfect. Yeah, you got to work off of it. You got to work off of this. You got to utilize it. Yeah, because you do feel the tension. You're like, why do you they hate him so hate much? Other. Why do you hate him so much? I mean, I'm sure Richard Dreyfus hates him because he's being unprofessional. I also hear that he's not the nicest person in the world. Oh, really? Yeah, in I real life. Know. I think he's I a great know. fucking actor, but I don't know actor. about him personally. I'm scared to meet you in person, but uh, He's like we'll my see. height. He's not a intimidating no. however he is so a, is joe pesci and i wouldn't meet that fool anywhere i would love to meet joe pesci i would love to meet him too but i would be scared <laughs> if he got mad at me i'd like uh, run he yeah. might stab me in the eye with a fucking pen who knows that's true yeah <laughs> take his gun out and beat the shit out of him i, I, I didn't mean to run. get blood all over I'm your floor so, i didn't mean to get blood <laughs> on your floor shit put your head in a vice <laughs> You made me fucking pop your eye out for Frank. Charlie M, are Charlie you fucking M? kidding me? Fucking Charlie M. Put the, do this motherfucker a Put favor. Put him out of his misery. Dude. Casino. Straight up Jersey gangster right there. Casino is one of my favorites. We definitely have to do that. I feel like that's a summer movie. Is that? I don't know. I don't know. They're in the desert. It's always <laughs> summer in the desert. It's always summer in the desert. <laughs> no, that one follows like years of stuff. Uh, so Richard Dreyfuss has an Oscar. I thought it was uh, Mr. Holland's opus because I fucking love that movie. What is it for? It's for The Goodbye Girl, 1977, best actor in a leading role. But that being said, he did Mr. Holland's opus in 95. And I think I saw it in 95 when I was a kid. And even as a kid, I was like, this is a great movie. That's how I feel about Casino. Yeah. It has as a nothing, kid, I thought it was I a great I couldn't movie. associate with it at all because mm -hmm. I was like 10. Yeah. 11 somewhere around there but i was like riveted with that freaking movie i feel you, you when know? you're a kid sometimes it doesn't make sense of the movies that you're drawn to yeah and that like you know even though these movies are probably these movies were not made for children for us to be so obsessed with but like like i said casino was one of those movies like mm -hmm. literally after i watched it i was like <laughs> you get exposed to certain shit. movies dude yeah. like i love it. i want my it grandma me showed me shawshank and she parents, made me sit down and watch it. I feel like we probably went to the movies and theaters to go see that. Because huh. we would go see anything with probably Morgan Freeman in it back in the day. Gotcha. So I feel like we probably went to the movies to go see that. And it was one of those that 
it was good. Yeah. So good that it sticks with you for your whole life. Okay. And he does movies like that, like uh, Close Encounters. Of yeah, the he was kind. in Close Encounters after this as well. He does a... I like him better in that movie than in this movie, because I feel like he's more... Obviously, he's more of a star in that movie than he is in this movie. Okay. But he is... He's so good. He, he, he really is. He he's almost didn't get great, this role. Great, great actor. Once they realized that Carl was friends with him, Carl called his wife and was like, well, where the fuck is Richard at, yo? And she worked in the industry as well and called him back and was like, oh, he's in New York meeting for uh, promoting some movie he was doing. Okay. And so he met up with him and he was like, you need to do this Jaws movie, bitch. Do this with me. And yeah. he was like, oh, you're doing it? Oh, yeah, bitch. I'm on it. Okay. And so, like, you know, that's how we got him. There you go. Uh, have you seen him lately? No. Okay. Uh, the last thing I saw him in was that comedy that he did where Chevy Chase plays his agent. Yeah. What? Uh, it's called uh, The Last Laugh. I want to say it's on Netflix. So he was a stand-up comedian, and then he retired very, very young and, like, went off and, like, you know, retired and, you know, had a business. So he's, like, in his 30s, other. and he's, like, I'm no, out. No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, now he's, like, in his 80s, and Chevy Chase is looking for him. Why? Because he wants to take him on the road. He wants him to is go on tour, and, and he's still funny. I mean, I'm so like, upset. what's it called? Uh, the last laugh. Chevy Chase goes to a retirement home. I can't remember if he's looking for him or if he's just like looking to retire. This might sound familiar. But You're right. he finds him. Oh, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's on my queue. This looks cute. Yeah. Oh, they're old ass. They're old asses. <laughs> talk making old jokes. This came out this year. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. What's your favorite line from this movie of Richard Dreyfus? She broke my heart. <laughs> See that she broke my heart. I do like where he's like, I haven't had to been tested on uh, nonical knots in forever or whatever. He was like, tie this knot. And oh, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. all pissed off. Or the line where you said, once I leave, you're the only sane person left uh-huh. on this island. Exactly. Yeah. He comes on screen and immediately you love him. Well, they wanted to hire him because he reflects the underdog. And that's what his character is supposed to be. Okay. Is the scientist, the one who knows, but not necessarily has the experience. Sure. And nobody listens to. And no one listens to. Gotcha. Yeah. And he, he did it. And this movie put his ass on the map. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely even did. more than American Graffiti, which also had huge numbers. I mean, not Jaws numbers, but sure. huge teen still, numbers. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's a movie that still gets shown today. I watched it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. So blockbuster. Yeah. This is the very first blockbuster of all time. Jaws is. Mm-hmm. They said that it at first was considered a popcorn movie. Have you ever heard of that term? Sure. So this was more of a popcorn movie. And then they saw it as a thriller. No, as like a popular movie. Ah. As meaning that you got the teens on board. Okay. And then after three months of it being in number one in the box office, they saw it as, oh shit, this thing has legs and yeah. it's running. Yeah. And to the point where, oh shit, there's something special about this movie. It was nominated for Oscars. Not best director and no best actors, but no. it did get it for best score, I believe. And John Williams. Tech? Killing it since day one. I can't remember what, what else the Oscars were for this, but it didn't win what you would think it would win. No, of course. I'm out. You out, girl? I'm out. All right. It won three Oscars, by the way. 
What other did you just say? I will tell you right now. It won for best sound, yeah. best film editing, best music. Okay. It was nominated for best, best picture. picture, but didn't win. It mm. lost to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I mean, and, and when I heard that, I was like, "Well, that is a really good movie." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, "All right, well, you losing to that doesn't make me that mad because that's a really good movie." So, okay, mm, okay, and another really good book. So, um, let me give you a fun fact here, you guys. Shark Week this year, July twenty second. That's the beginning of Shark Week, and is Shark it? Week has been around since July of nineteen eighty eight. That's how long Shark Week has been going around. And I have spent many of my summers watching tons of documentaries about the ocean and sharks. And every year we learn something new. And there are species that we don't know a lot about. We don't know shit about the ocean. Even though we spent a whole week learning about sharks, Mm -hmm. we don't know a lot about them. Until we can shine a light on the entire ocean, we don't know shit. We don't know jack. There's Loch Ness is down there somewhere. (gasps) Nessie. <laughs> Nessie? Okay, so you're done? I'm done. I have I'm ready to go. I have one more fun fact that I have been waiting to share with you guys. Okay. Okay. Have Savoring you ever, over this fun fact. Have you ever heard of the lady in the dunes? Fuck no. What is that? I knew you wouldn't. Um, so she was found. Her body was found in July 26, 1974, which is the summer that the Jaws was being filmed. In Provincetown, Massachusetts. Okay. Okay. And she was laying on a beach blanket with a blue bandana and a pair of Wrangler jeans folded and tucked underneath her head. She was pretty much beaten badly and almost decapitated. That is what happened to this poor, poor young lady. So she had long auburn hair and no one really knows who she is. Like no one till this day doesn't know who she is but many 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 years later in uh 2015 Mm. john hill do you know who he is no he is the son of stephen king okay and he took his son so john took his son to the movies for uh jaws's 25th anniversary because he loved this movie as a child yeah and they watched the movie together before he watched this movie, he had just finished a book about unsolved mysteries and murders all over the country. And while he was watching this movie, he saw a young lady that fit this exact description of the lady in the dunes. I do remember this so, story. I so, don't remember where, but I remember this story. So if you go, if you have the movie, stop your movie at 54 minutes and four seconds. Mm-hmm. And you could do five seconds, but after five seconds, she's no longer on screen. In in the movie, on the left side of the screen, you will see a young lady in a white shirt, some Wrangler jeans, and a blue bandana and auburn hair. Mm-hmm. So they have done a reconstruction of this woman's face to try to figure out kind of who she is. So Stephen King's son, John, went on his blog or Reddit, I think it was, and was like, you guys, I think I might know who the lady in the dunes is. Because this is filmed the same exact summer mm-hmm. as Jaws. It is less than 100 miles away from where this was. Everybody in that region was coming to the beaches to be extras, to yeah. see stars at this time in the summer. Yeah. So it is not out of the ordinary or to think not far-fetched, to think that somebody would come 
and be an extra from New York and come all the way out here to be an extra in this movie or to run into some stars. Mm -hmm. And I showed you the small clip earlier today. I was like, Jason, look at this picture. This I'm going to talk about this later of the lady who they might think it's the lady in the dunes. And John has gone to the detectives of this small town, have talked to FBI agents about this. And it looks like we got some traction on finding who this woman is and who, who the fucking killer who is. Who the fuck killed this beautiful young lady who we have no clue about. So you know how big of a murder Reno I am. Mm-hmm. So I, when I, when we said we were going to do this movie, I had already heard about this and was like, I'm about to deep dive into this. So that's kind of what I got on The Lady of the Dunes. Please look at 54 minutes and two seconds in. If that's your mama, if that's your grandmama, if that's your auntie, and you know that she's not The Lady of the Dunes, please let people know because there's a lot of people out there who think that this might be who we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really cool tie-in to the movie. I like that a lot. I mean, so, I don't like it. I mean, I don't like it a lot because there's some fucking asshole out there who killed an innocent woman for no reason, and I'm not about that shit. Mm-hmm. So, but I thought that was a really cool thing to add. And I wanted to add it at the end, so you guys remember that. Not cool one. Get it. Lady in the Dune. Look her up. And look up her picture, and look up the movie, and you'll see the side-by-sides. And she kind of looks like her. It could be her. I don't know. Uh, John thinks that he is also a a comic book writer and a suspense writer similar to his father. And so he's like, sometimes, you know, my brain just makes up ghost stories. So it could be a ghost story. It could not be a ghost story. We will see. Exactly. We will see. I want to, I would love to solve this. I mean, she's buried with no name as the lady in the dune. So that's all I got. Well, thank you for that horrifying story. I'm sorry. You know how I feel about my fucking... Murderinos out. Murderinos out there know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Thank you. Are we done? Do you know what time it is? I know it's time to go because Robin is scared shitless. All right, and- I know. I hear him popping, Rob. We're about to leave. All right. So it's time for Z for the people. Uh, so we are talking about the Shark Trust. And it was established in 1997. And it is a member of the Shark Allies. And it is helps prevent... Poachers out there from killing sharks because sharks are a delicacy, especially, I believe it's their fin or is that dolphins? I'm not sure. Either way, they are a delicacy where in different countries that people attack sharks and, you know, they use a small portion of them. It is their fin, right? They just cut off the fin and just come off the fin and they throw off the rest. And sharks are not able to swim without their fins. Uh That's like swimming without your eyes. You can't do it, you're going to drown. Um, so I found this because after finding out that the shark on the set was a real shark that they hung up, I was like, we need to save some sharks because like I said previously, sharks are not meant to attack humans. They might accidentally attack us, but when they do, they don't devour us. Mm -hmm. So they just might hit a valve that might kill us, but they're not going to devour us. Mm. They're just animals. We're in their home. That's all you have to think about so, so I don't go in the water. If you go to the sharktrust.org, you can donate some money, donate your time, find out about sharks and what we can do to help them because they are some of the oldest creatures on this planet. Straight up Jurassic yeah, years, y'all. They are. They're like dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Modern day dinosaurs. So watch Shark Week this week, you guys. Save some sharks. Don't eat shark soup. 
That's all I got for Z for the people. Uh, cool. Let's get this scene and get out of here. All right. First, please email us the Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktail, no S. Leave that fucking S out. Leave that fucking S out. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. You name it, we on there. Please send us any close encounters, any drinks. We're on Spotify, Podbox, Podbean, Castbox. You name it, we on that shit. So tell somebody that we on there so we can get more listeners. Because we, we take a lot of time out of our lives during the week to do the show. And we yeah, appreciate we're supposed to be some more right now, people. Yes, so that's why we're kind of rushing. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, let's do what you pick next week. Yeah, we got Ready? a we got a comedy for next week, people. Oh, it's, also please go on our Instagram. We have a poll up right now about yeah, what we want to know we what movies you guys want to us to talk about this summer. So please vote so we know what we're gonna you want us to it's do. Summer vacation movies this month, people. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of options. Dang, they're shooting. Let's finish this they're shit. They're shooting. <laughs> Damn, it is. It's not even dark out there. Fireworks there, you guys. time. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. You ready? As you're gonna be. As I'm gonna be. <laughs> Remember your eyeline. <clears throat> I hope that car never gets fixed. I don't think it will. I took the spark plugs out of it. Nice. All right, we're all looking at the same time. Let's at least you know take shifts. Lemons off. We're gonna look at the tree for a little bit. Mackenzie, we're gonna look over at the butt for a little while. Okay. Okay. All right, good plan. And shift. 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 And shift. What are we doing here? Are we all looking at the tree? Yeah, uh, let's go back to the ass. (laughs) (laughs) That ass. (laughs) That ass. All right. Fuck, we did it. Good job. We made it. Have fun on the beach this week, this month. Yes, absolutely. All right, guys. That is our show. We appreciate you. Yes. We're sorry to rush through this, uh, but it's getting very loud and we're ruining all audio right now with these fireworks. Thank you so much. We will see you guys right here next week on Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Come on, Robin. Let's get the hell out of here and avoid these fireworks. You're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>